Okay, welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Adriana, and I'm very pleased to have Sophia with me here today. Hello. Hi. How are you, Adriana? Hi, Sophia. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Ready to start this podcast. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Okay, so on this episode of our podcast of Raphael of Raphael's Apostles versus Joshua Reynolds, we will be discussing the representation of the apostles on Act of Apostles tapestry by our artist Raphael and according to Reynolds' point of view. So in his fourth discourse on art, Sir Joshua Reynolds insisted that we can find realistic art meaningful even though we do not know it is accurate. He said this about Raphael's painting. In all of the pictures in which Raphael has represented the apostles, He has drawn them with great nobleness. He has given them as much dignity as the human figure is capable of receiving. Yet we are expressly told in scripture they had no such respectable appearance. And of St. Paul, in particular, we are told by himself that his bodily presence was known to be mean and just not noble-like at all. So... What are Raphael's depictions of the apostles and particularly of St. Paul? True, false, informative, misleading. When Reynolds said that inaccurate, realistic art can be meaningful, what could he possibly have in mind about that? So can you tell me a little bit about your background information, like, just your basic knowledge of who Raphael is, Sophia. Yes, of course. Um, I think we all know who Raphael is, but let me introduce him. Raffaello Sansino da Urbino is known as one of the greatest high resentment patrons and architects. He was born in Urbino, Italy, in 1483 and dying in 1420 at the early age of 37, having an extensive number of artworks. As the National Gallery of London says in their webpage, Raphael dominated the academic tradition of European painting until the mid 19th century. His father was a court painter, so he began his studies at an early age. From the beginning of the 14th century to 1508, he worked throughout central Italy, mostly in Florence, when he became a well-known portrait and painters of Madonnas. In 1508, at the age of 27, he was called to the court of Pope Julius II to help with the redecoration of the Popol apartments. A few years later in Rome, he became one of the greatest of all history painters 
due to his famous portraits. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, his work is admired for its clarity of form and ease of composition and for its visual achievement of the Neoplatonic ideal of human grandeurs. Raphael spent the last 12 years of his short life in Rome. During those years, he worked hard to develop a large number of masterpieces. Raphael's greatest work was perhaps the decoration of the Stanza della Signatura. Pope Julius II entrusted the famous architect Bramante with the construction of a new Basilica of St. Peter to represent, repre, replace the original 4th century church. He called upon Michelangelo to execute his tomb and compel him, against his will, to decorate the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. And sensing the genius of Raphael, he committed into his hand the interpretation of the philosophical schemes of the frescoes in the Stanza de la Signatura. This theme was the historical justification of the power of the Roman Catholic Church throughout Neoplatonic philosophy. In 1514, after the death of the architect Bramante, he was appointed a main architect in charge of St. Peter's, and he remained in Rome until his death. Um, because we are discussing Joshua Reynolds' comments about Raphael's apostles. Can you tell me a little bit uh, about him, Adriana? Yes, of course. So, Sir Joshua Reynolds. So, he became an artist because he was inspired by Jonathan Richards. He wrote an essay, an elevated essay, on the theory of painting, which inspired Reynolds. So, in 1740, for about two years, he was apprenticed to Thomas Hudson. And then from 1750 to 1752, he studied in Rome, all throughout Rome, Europe. He had a reverence for very known artists at the time, Raphael, Michelangelo, and as well as the Venetians. So he was known to fill out notebooks with drawings from and classical antiquity from the old masters they were known as. And these were the foundation for his ideals and practice as his career as an artist. So he set a, reputa a reputation all throughout London with his dramatic, what he was known for, full-length portraits of Keppel in the pose of the Apollo. Um, his only serious competitor at the time was Ramsey. Reynolds never married or settled down. His household was run by his sister, Frances. And his business was just so popular that a majority of the drapery and more subordinate parts of his portraits were largely painted by his assistants because he just had so many commissions that he was hired to do. 
He contributed to the Society of Artists and the Royal Academy. And then he was appointed president of the Royal Academy of Arts in 1768, as well as being knighted. And the infant Hercules was his largest and more most ambitious works. And now this is according to the National Gallery of Art. So, um, Sophia. Do you know anything about uh, Reynolds before doing this research? Before this research, I had no idea about Reynolds or, um, you know, uh, Raphael. I really didn't have any background information on this type of art. But after doing this research, I think it's really interesting to know all of this, especially because he was so... Um, Um, like admired by so many people and he also had interest in Michelangelo which is a very popular artist so um what do you know about this tapestry that we are discussing Sophia okay so we are discussing act of the apostles uh obviously by Raphael and that tapestry were well Those tapestries were hung in February 2020 for Raphael's death anniversary, as Pope Leo X had original intent on the lower wall of the 16th chapel. The last time the complete series of tapestry were hung together in the chapel was in the late 15th. According to Susan Moore in her article called The Triumphant but temporary return of Raphael's tapestries to the Sistine Chapel. The tapestries were about the lives of St. Peter and St. Paul. The two apostles represented as the founders of the Christian Church in Rome and the sources of the Pope authority. That is why the apostles are described as noble and given such dignity by the artist because they have to be uh, they have to represent the dignity and nobility of the christian church um yeah uh, to add to what you were saying about the apostles as well these paintings of the apostles were meant to be more like known as representations of the author's interpretation of the images and of the saint apostles within the framework of secular art and now that is according to the official site of artist dmitry kuzovnovich um So the presence of characteristic details of the appearance of each of the apostles still allows us to assume the work of the painter with particular types. So each painter has their own, obviously, interpretation of the apostles and their own art styles and how they like to show their inner like monologue throughout their art. The profoundness of the images allows you to see the individual traits of certain people perhaps a long and painstaking work with nature. And now about about St. Paul, he was known to persecute Christians and supported the stoning of the first Christian martyr. 
So his role was to spread the gospel to the Gentiles who were the non-Jewish people at the time. And he went all throughout the Roman Empire to spread this gospel. Now, he was considered to be one of the most influential people in history. He had a large role in the Christian community and um, was very well known with the people at the time. He was accused of wanting to dissociate the Jesus movement from Judaism as well. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It was shocking to know that um, St. Paul did all those stuff, right? Because he's an apostle, he's supposed to be good. And I don't know, you were shocked too when you investigate about St. Paul? Yeah, this information, I really had no idea. And he was depicted as, as such a noble person. And the fact that he was supporting stoning people it's quite shocking news to know about famous historical figures artistic figures in history okay so regarding the theme that we are discussing and in my opinion the description of the apostles are not true since the church mainly pope julius ii hire Raphael to do a job which was going to be exhibited in the most important chapel in the world. So therefore, what he painted uh, will have to demonstrate the importance, neatness, fineness, and perfection of the Catholic Church. The apostles were human and they made mistakes, as you said, Adriana, just like any of us. However, their humanity is not what Raphael wanted to show us, but the heavenly part that led them to become who they were, be an example to others and all Christianity and until today, and found the Catholic Church. When Reynolds said that inaccurate, realistic art can be meaningful, he could have meant that there may be an ulterior motive on the part of the artist for not being faithful to reality. Raphael, like all artists, wants to convey a message, a message and feelings make those who see his work reflect. And that is why he decided not to portray reality as it is and as it was. What do you think, Adriana? So I really liked what you had to say about this and how you answered our issue of the topic that we're discussing today. I like the way you um, worded your response to that. And I just want to say, I, I really do agree with um, your argument. Um, the way that these apostles are depicted in art is really not at all how they are seen in real life. Um, their depictions are how the artists themselves view the apostles and the emotional like connection 
that they have with them because some of these apostles were very large figures in religious um, spreadings and gospels. So to have a deeper emotional connection with someone, of course, the artists are going to want to draw them as they see them as godlike and just very large figures. Even in reality, they really weren't. For example, as we just spoke about, you know, um, St. Paul, he had a reputation for being misogynistic and just not a very person that you would want to support. Um, He was known to be misogynistic and obviously he had some questionable morals as we just talked about. But to Raphael, he was represented as noble and godlike in his art. And of course, artists, the art is seen by whoever and interpreted by whoever is looking at it. And of course, as an artist, you're going to want to represent your art in the way that you agree with. So someone else who doesn't see St. Paul as a noble figure is not going to look at that painting. But of course, art can still be beautiful, even though it is not realistic. It can still have meaning, even though it is not exactly accurate. And I think um, we really discussed that and highlighted that throughout our podcast today. Um, yes, I completely agree with you. I think it happened uh, through since the beginning of the art that the artist um, represents his or her ideal of what is representing and sometimes it's not like reality itself but maybe um, they want to show us something different uh, that in our daily lives we can see it because um, we're uh, working studying so I think that the inaccurate reality representation of art it's also it's also good what do you think Yeah, I completely agree with that. Everybody can interpret things and see things as as however they view them. Everyone has, of course, different interpretations of what is important to them and has meaning to them. And uh, clearly we can see here these artists see these apostles as very meaningful, very godlike people that they really just look up to and just see them as like in in a literal sense larger than life because that's how they were portrayed in these very big portraits big paintings and of course we know that's the complete opposite and it's really great to be able to look back into these minds of artists and see their thought process and know all of the background information in really in reality to the artists and the apostles, knowing that they really weren't these larger-than-life figures. So I think that was a very interesting um, podcast discussion we had. Yeah, I also agree with you. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Sophia. I really appreciate it. And this is going to be the conclusion of our Exploring Art podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Thank you so much for listening, 
And please join us soon. And remember to stay curious. Thank you. Thank you.